Welcome to the Jamoti Podcast. We are all surrounded by amazing coaches and leaders. So let's get an inside look at not just what they do, but how they do what they do. After all, becoming the best versions of ourselves is Jamoti, just a matter of doing it. Coaches, the Jamoti Podcast is powered by Biology. What's your BSA score? The Biology Skill Assessment is the only verified skills metric endorsed by the NIA and NJCAA to discover and develop the best talent for your team. This 10-minute, 100-shot test can be taken for free today on the Biology mobile app. Elevate your game. How do you break? Because I, I feel like shot selections, it's one of the things that I focus on the most with my players. Shot selections. We have a scale yeah. and because we have to speak on the same we have to all be on the same page with shot selection or else if I say, hey, only take good shots right now. Well, I've got five players that believe that their good shot is something different. So we have to yeah. talk clearly. How do you discuss shot selection with players without breaking them apart? Because shot selection yeah. is personal, building them up, but being honest. So what I'd like to do in the same thing approach that I have with Kobe is look, and again, I know it's different from you guys because you guys still don't have a shot clock, correct? Sadly, no. Yeah. Sadly, no. Yep. Um, so with Kobe, you know, when I when I broke down game after game after game before I before I officially started working for him, I would I would tell him, look, from eighteen to eight is where we're going to do a lot of your damage. We're going to do a lot of your cleanup from eight, from seven to one, or or deep in a possession. Yeah. The player always has to use their gut, and most of those shots are going to be tough to, you know, contested to tough shots because, you know, when you're bearing down on a possession, it, it tends to be a tougher shot. From 18 to 8, what I wanted Kobe to do is try to take at least 55 to 60 percent uncontested or marginally contested shots. So if you didn't have a shot clock, there would probably be the first two or three passes in a possession. If you're going to get a shot, Unless a coach is calling a particular play just to get it to the best player and understand they're going to take a tough shot, what I say is, look, you've got to hunt uncontested to marginally contested shot. Marginally contested would be, yeah, hand is up, but, it was but there's late. like two. There's yeah. Like, yeah, it was late and it was like two feet. Yeah. But if you got if you're dribbling and dribbling and backing a guy down, backing a guy down, and you're taking a turnaround or a fadeaway jump shot, that's a that's a deeply contested shot that. Unless it's like the last second shot or last, you know, one on the shot clock, I don't want to see a lot of those possessions early in a shot clock. Say, so look, we're trying to get all like the two philosophies got to be in line. You want to try to take as many uncontested to marginally contested shots as possible in your possessions. And then on the flip side, defensively, you're trying to force your opponent into as many contested shots as possible and, and hand up no fouling and defending without fouling. So to me, with the player, first of all, every player role-wise knows what types of shots they're going to take as far as what regions in the court. That's one. The second second thing is, look, I want you to try to take uh, at least half of your shots marginally to uncontested shots. That's what, we're trying to, that's what we're trying to accomplish here, especially if you don't have a shot clock, you can work it in. Now, that doesn't always work because sometimes you face really good defensive teams. But if a player is taking a steady diet of tough contested shots, they're not going to be efficient. And then you could always go back to the numbers. You could always go back to the analytics and say, look, you're shooting 31% from the field. And let's go back to your shots and see 
and see if we could gut out some shots that you could stay away from. And I always tell a player, you could always get that shot 10, 12 seconds from now. Why take it with the first pass in the shot? If you want to work it around and get it back and take that shot, I'm okay with it at the end of a possession. But, like, first shot, you're going to back a guy down from the three-point line and take this tough, contested look or dribble 9, 10, to 12 times and take this tough shot. You could always get that shot. Yeah. But let's try to, like, give it up, space the floor. If you get it back, try to get a better shot than that. And I think you have to judge shot selection. And, again, I think if you communicate, Matt, to the player, say, look, this isn't going to be result-based. We're going to talk about a lot of shots that you missed that were great shots. Yeah. And I want to encourage you to do that. But we're going to talk about a lot of like made shots that weren't so great. So I think they, I think if you could like relay the message unbiased and tell the player, look, it's not result based. We're, going, we're just going to try to increase your percentages. We're going to increase your efficiency. We're going to have a better chance of winning by doing this. And it increases your value. Look, and you always got to go the selfish way, Matt, in my opinion. Look, there are 9,000 players at your position just in the state of Texas that has highlight, that, that's, that has all these highlight tapes and the competition so fierce with college coaches and their DMs and their emails trying to get players trying to get scholarships or, you know, get spots in their squad. How are you going to separate yourself? Well, if they look at your huddle or they look at your stats, like Johnny shoots 38%, Mikey shoots 56%, I'm going with Mikey, you know, the, you know, it's that thin, the competition level is that thin where you need to be as efficient as possible. And plus you win more games and you're more valuable that way. So that to me is sort of the way I I sort of see shot selection. I love how you, how you communicate that with players. And I think it's, it's always fun when sometimes when I get to do these talks with coaches, I realize that the way that they do things, man, it's way better then I'm really falling short uh, in in that area. With shot selection, I I completely align. And I think we have those types of talks at faith with our players. We we use a scale that PGC had uh, that, and you're familiar with PGC and because I know you've talked at their clinics before. Um, uh, But what loses games more than anything else? Shot selection. And we ask the players, raise your hand if you've, lost a game by eight or less points and everybody raised their hands. That's one bad shot a quarter. And it's something that we really can't control. And so we say fives and sixes, those 50, 50 shots or contested jumpers. You, you take the majority of your game is taking that uh, you're, you're going to get beat. Uh, but I love, I love how clear you are with that. And I think that's really smart. Yeah. The problem that the problem is where we face today that we didn't face as much 15, 20 years ago is, Every player from 1 to 15 on your roster is studying James Harden, is studying Greek Freak, they're studying, you know, Steph Curry. And those guys make a living in the best of the best of taking tough, bad shots. And not every player, especially role players, yeah. are going to be able to do that. Like, I do a study when I was at the Mavericks and then when I talked to any NBA player, there's 510 NBA spots, right? And this this goes for high school and college too, but it just let's break down the NBA. There's 510 NBA spots, 450 roster spots, 62 wave spots. There's 510 players. There's about 105 players that take 10 shots or more. So 80% of the NBA don't get plays called for them. They have to spot up shoot. 
they have to straight line drive. They have to transition, you know, cut, re offensive rebound, come off pin downs. Like they have to live in a, a, a sort of a not, um, I would say, a not an infinite amount of shots. They, they get three or four, five, some get one, some get two. So they have to be efficient and do other things to, to win. The problem is every young player, because everybody trains the same, they work on the same isolation, tough shots that they'll never take in a game. And it's not that you can't do it. That's the thing. Like, I know there's a lot of, you know, a lot of training companies that make a living on saying, don't, you know, you should never say never. You should never say you can't do something. I understand the logic behind that. But if you if you just break down the game, and, I, and if, I, if I'm training Johnny, and Johnny says, hey, Coach, I want to work on this one-legged fadeaway. I want to work on this. I want to work on that. What I would say is, Johnny, let's go back to the film. Let's go back to the shots you took all year. Why would you, like, okay, so we went through your shots. How many times did you take that shot? Also, let's go to the NBA tape. Go to NBA.com stats. They have a great, uh, I don't know if they still do it, but they have, um, they have like a video shot chart where you can go through all players' shots, right? Let's go through five games of, um, you know, not necessarily Luka Doncic. Well, let's go through Luka, right? Uh, Luka's tough because he takes a lot of tough ones. But let's go look at – But he's um, an outlier. Like you can't – He's an outlier. Like, you let's can't – yeah. No. Let's take Chris Middleton, who's an NBA All-Star, there right, you go. from yeah. Milwaukee Bucks. And let's go through all his shots. All right, and we'll go through five or six games, which is probably close to 100 shots. How many times do you take tough contested, you know, isolation moves? Okay, out of 100, 11? Okay, most of the shots, where they come from? Spot ups, straight line drive, one-two dribble pull-up, pick and roll reads, transition, cut, offensive rebound. Okay, so a majority of these shots, so if, if you take out of 100 shots, if you take this five times, or four times this type of shot. Why would you, in a 350-shot workout, take 311 tough, contested, isolation shots when you have to train your brain to play a certain way? Like, to me, when I worked with players with the Mavericks, Matt, first of all, I liked the players that weren't ahead of it. You know, I want to work with the guys that needed to go from 11, 12, 13 in the roster to 8, 9, 10 in the roster and above, right? So. I have to train them. I can't train them the same way I would train a prize fighter. I have to train them like an underdog. If you, if you watch Rocky, like Clever Lane, when he was ro- training a Rocky Three, he wasn't in the famous gyms and stuff. He was in some dirt hole in Chicago, like doing like pull-ups against a, like, like coat hangers. Like he was in a rough spot. Rocky, when he trained for um, Drago, was in Russia and Siberia, like lifting logs. Like, you have to train your players like a like a prize fighter, and you have to try. You have to you have to brainwash them a certain way. Look, these are the shots you're going to take. We're going to do a majority of our work is going to be these types of shots because that's what you need to be ready for in a game. If I have you working on 19 dribble moves, 19 dribble dribble move, and a coach has you come in and catch the ball in the perimeter and do that, the coach is going to take you out of the game and. Like, you need to be programmed to be, like, catch and shoot, straight line drive, make the read, play good D without fouling, and then play with energy. And you're going you're gonna to continue to get minutes, and then you'll get more responsibility to maybe be able to 
to scratch the surface on that isolation stuff, maybe, maybe four months from now, maybe a year from now, maybe two years from now. But let's dominate the small things and, and get you in a right mind frame of the types of shots you need to be taking. And I think that you'll be a better player for it and help your team win more games, which everybody wins in that scenario. Thank you for checking out today's episode. Please take a moment to subscribe to this podcast, share it with your fellow coaches, and find us on social media for what's coming up next on the Jamoti podcast. It's just a matter of doing it.